Hey, all you listeners near and far, this is Jazari Qual. And this is Samandre Miley, and you're listening to The Qualdom Speech, where we discuss different topics and happenings in order to raise awareness in the community, nation, and worldwide. And also answer fan questions and address their concerns so their voices can also be heard. Welcome to episode three of The Qualdom Speech. It's Jazari here with Samandre. Word, word. So news moves fast because so much has already happened since the last time that we were here. A lot has happened since the last time we were here, yes. <clears throat> uh, as you know, the recent events that have taken place in Kenosha, Wisconsin, with the shooting of Jacob Blake in the back by the police officers there, and there has been protesting and rioting since then. Here's the situation, like the whole Jacob Blake's shooting, one thing that really made me annoyed and upset like online seeing was when it happened, people were automatically claiming that he was a thug or a gangster asking to see his criminal record or things like that and pulling up his past to try to justify that what the police did was fine. When the whole situation on why he was out there or how it started had nothing to do with anything of his past. So for instance, he was driving by with his wife and kids in the car and saw two women fighting. He stopped his car to get out to break it up because he knew one of the women that were in the middle of a fist fight. And I guess somebody had already called the police, so the police showed up. Things escalated. They had their guns drawn, so he put his hands up and was walking back to his car. The three cops followed him around the car and then pumped seven bullets into his back. On his son's birthday. On his son's birthday. And they were on their way to go celebrate his son's birthday. Yep. So then all hell breaks loose. You know, there's protests all over Kenosha, Wisconsin, and it's a small town. There's like 100,000 people there. Well, it's not small, but, you know, small relative to where we are here in Lincoln or like Omaha or something like that. You know, there's 100,000 people there. Their police force is not equipped or prepared or experienced handling something like that. So... All hell breaks you because I was watching a live stream where they set the courthouse on fire. They had like dump trucks like blocking the road to stop people from getting to the courthouse. And they, they set all that on fire. They burned down a whole dealership. How do, you, how do you feel about them setting things on fire and tearing things apart? I mean, it's pretty much the same situation that we had at the beginning of the summer. Yeah. And it's it's – I thought that – uh, what they should have learned or at least the United States should have learned that there's going to be consequences per se in quotation marks when there's an unarmed black man shooting especially of this caliber or anything that has to do with the injustice with police brutality I was having a conversation earlier with one of my friends and she was saying like you would you would think that the police force around the country would be like whoa like something is seriously wrong black people are keep getting killed by the police we need to reevaluate what we're doing here and try to take a different approach to how we step into situations My first thought is why didn't they just stun gun him If if it was that serious and you felt that threatened you needed to shoot him why can't you just stun gun him first you know what's horrible about that too it's when you watch the video you see the three cops like follow him around the car right they follow him around the car and then when he reaches to try to get in the car that's when they pull him and then shoot seven bullets into him like so you're telling me 
this guy was not big. Like he was seemed like he was pretty short, you know, very thin. And there are these three officers. You tell me those three officers could not stop him from getting in the car. I don't know. They could have tackled him or taken him to the ground without, you know, severely hurting him. And one other thing that made me, you know, kind of upset was when I was watching the live streams, there was a lot of comments in the live stream saying, oh, he's not dead yet. He's not dead. He's just in serious condition, making it seem like if he was dead or if he was really killed from that, then then it would have been OK for people to act out how they were. But they're like, stop, stop writing, stop writing. He's still alive. He's just an intensive care unit. With being paralyzed and probably never having the ability to walk again? Well, this was before. This was before they found out that he was paralyzed. They just got word that he was alive and stable. But I don't then... think that should have mattered. It, someone still got shot by the police that's for what I was saying. no good reason. And, you're, and people are trying to justify that. So That's not okay. At all. It's just like black people are tired. Like we're tired. We're very tired because all of this is exhausting. So following the shooting of Jacob Blake, you know, there's been an uproar and protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin. There was a 17-year-old who was part of a militia group. Pretty much, yeah. So he came from another town to Kenosha. Because somebody organized an event on Facebook for, you know, citizens to stand up and, like, defend their city from these protesters or rioters, whatever you'd like to call them. And he didn't live in the city. So he's walking around with an AR-15 and a whole bunch of other people. That group had talked to the cops, and it's on video of one of them admitting that they after the shooting had happened. Because this 17-year-old ended up shooting and killing two people and severely injuring a third. It was on live. Like, people watched it happen live for one of the uh, streamers that was out there. And that streamer, CJ, he ended up helping the guy who was, like, shot in the arm. And they were, one of the kids that was in that group pretty much admitted that the cops told them, like, we'll push them all this way and then you guys can deal with them. So the cops was in cahoots with these kids holding AR-15s. And now this kid, I mean, he's he was an aspiring police officer. That was in a headline. Um, but now he's charged with first-degree murder. As he should, because he went out there with the intention. Like, there's, he doesn't live in the town. There's no reason he should have traveled all the way there with an AR-15 unless he was expecting to do something. That shouldn't have been an issue. It, should, it shouldn't have been a problem. It shouldn't have been their issue. They should have just let Kenosha handle it because you didn't see that happen. In Minneapolis, outside militias coming in into Minneapolis and shooting other people that we know of, that we've heard. Yeah. This, but, this is an open thing where we know this has actually happened. Right. I mean, and they were definitely, like, infiltrated by rioters. Because there are people who wanted to peacefully protest. But, you know, there are people who travel and infiltrate these protests. And infiltrate these protesting groups and riot. Just to cause chaos. And what's even bizarre is like there are people that were praising the police officers shooting him, saying, well, that's what that gangster gets or that's what that thug or criminal gets. It's being biased. Extremely biased. 
And it's very sad because the first thing they see is a black man. They don't see a father. They don't see, you know, his profession or anything like that. The first thing they see is a black guy. So automatically, I guess that just diverts to a criminal, right? That's that stereotype. That all black people are thugs. And they deserve what they get, which is definitely not the case. So the whole country is in an uproar. Like I think I saw uh, Minneapolis live streams or some just around the country of people protesting about this, you know, justice for Jacob Blake. And, you know, there's been a few here in Lincoln. <clears throat> I mean, tonight's going to be the third one since that had happened to him. I, I, I just don't get why people think it's okay to, to pretty much... <sighs> What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know why people think it's okay to pretty much just like crap on people for exercising their First Amendment rights to 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 protest, right? So, I mean, like some of it's not peaceful, but even people have been peacefully protesting. Like I've seen it in my own live streams. People are in the comments saying like, go home losers, get jobs, blah, blah, blah. Go find you a job instead of stream. I am doing my job. I'll be out here streaming, which is hilarious, but... You know, people are, are they're not asking for anything that's so outlandish or so far-fetched. The people want equality and justice. They want to end racism and injustice, and they want to end police brutality and violence against people of color. That's not something that's so outlandish or so out of reach or something that people should really get upset for people protesting about. This whole topic just has me on fire. I really thought that after the events of this year that something would change. But from the actions that just just transpired, it doesn't look that way. It doesn't look like it's going to be anytime soon, which is very sad to say. It's horrible. It's very sad to say. You know, like, this is the world we live in. You know, I was streaming an event uh, when people had court, when they were, it was their first court hearing from when they got arrested early in June from protesting outside the courthouse. And some people were walking outside of the courthouse and one lady was with her daughter and somebody else. And their daughter was like, oh, that's BLM. And the mom was like, oh, still, we're still black. We're still hurting. We're still tired. It's almost like we're going to be living in this like forever. Like it, it seems like there's never going to be an end. I, I, I don't know what to say. Like I'm fearful that if I were to have to raise a child in these conditions, like how, how it would be trying to explain to them, like it, why it's not okay for cops to be shooting unarmed people all the time or killing unarmed people all the time. Yeah. And then I have to teach them what to do when you're addressed by a police officer or you get pulled over. Like, we have it's so much worse with the police than other just Caucasian folk. I'm sorry to say, but I mean, I know there's people out there who still get a hard time from the cops if you're whatever race, but it just seems like people who are of color just has it a lot, a lot harder. Like, do you think if the man was white, he would have got shot? Nope. And I shared that picture where there was a, a guy, a white man who was reaching for his gun in front of an officer. And instead of the officer reaching for his gun, also, he put his hands out to, like, try to stop him. If it was a black person, cop would have pulled out Boom. his gun. Like, that's such a biased mindset to have. 
and it's not okay. So I guess that just goes back to the training that police officers get about being biased. And hopefully, hopefully this changes things like we thought it would. You know, and somebody was saying, oh, defunding the police is a bad idea. You know, take away the money that they use for training and, you know, weapons to protect you all. But like we have yet to see training, good quality training materialized from all these millions of dollars that they receive. I mean, yeah, there's good cops out there. Right. But from more of what we see, excuse me, this year, it's been more bad cops than good cops. So the school system or schools have been open for like a week now? Uh, yeah. Remote learning, it's been a week. And then in school, it's been like two weeks to the day, I believe. Um, as far and as much as I know I've seen, uh, only four positive tests have been confirmed in the LPS school system, which isn't that bad, but it was something that was sort of expected in a way mm -hmm. with all these kids going into the classrooms and everything like that. Um, 35 teachers have been isolated because they have been in contact or they had tested positive themselves. So at this point, was it even worth it to have in-school learning or should have all of LPS been remote learning? So there's only been a few cases right now, but there's 35 teachers that are in isolation. Have been isolated, yes. See, I don't know like how just that like, I, I don't know how it's going to work because see, the other day, or several days ago, my sister called me and she was like, hey, can you come help me set up um, my nephew's stuff? And because she was having trouble and she just could not get it, you know, and I went over from the office to her house and I was helping her like set everything up. And there were some problems to where it's like he should have got like a meeting invite through like Zoom and stuff like that. And I'm just like, this is a anyways. So like. His teacher didn't send the meeting invite, you know, teachers online uh, and some of the groups that I've seen were talking about how like they were having connect connectivity issues or like the whole server was down like for the whole day. There has been teachers who are forgetting that students are on Zoom like it's a lot. They have to sanitize a whole classroom. They have to monitor the hallways. It's just no way. This is just a lot <laughs> for teachers to handle. Like that's a lot of pressure to put on teachers, too, if you think about it. Like, oh, you're responsible for making sure that your entire classroom is cleaned within the passing period. Um, and then you got to make sure you got your invites sent out to all the remote learning students. And you got to make sure you're still monitoring the halls. Like, I'm glad the cases are not higher than what I've seen on LPS. But if all it takes is just one teacher mm -hmm. who mistakenly just forgets a desk and it all just kind of i mean i'm not saying someone's gonna get covid right away from an unclean desk but yeah. if that desk goes uncleaned for a while and it's you know part of me is thinking like 
is there enough funding for them to continue having PPE? Because this is another thing that I said online. It's like people people are demanding that their kids need in-person learning, right? People are saying their kids need to be in a classroom setting to get the best learning experience. But yet those same people are not really acknowledging or appreciative of the teachers who are getting up and having to do the work, you know? Like, yeah, care about your kid and care about your child's education, but think about like the teacher because, you know, like when they say, it takes a village to raise a child. You know, there are teachers that they see every day for eight hours a day for 12 years as that village it takes to raise a child in modern day. So then when you when you don't offer any type of support besides a thank you, like that doesn't – send them tissues, right? Send them Clorox wipes. Send them disinfectants. Send them things to help keep the classroom setting clean and safe for everybody. And people just don't do that. And I just don't think like the public school system is already underfunded and lacking resources, how are they going to make sure that these classrooms stay clean all year long? That's going to be a lot to deal with for an entire year. Imagine you go through a box of Clorox wipes a day. It's, it's crazy. Five days a week. Well, it depends if there's a holiday or not. We're just going to go the assumption of the five days a week while they're in school. Those four weeks in a month. You know, you're talking about 20, 20 things of Lysol or uh-huh. 20 Clorox wipe things yeah. a month. And they're in school from what well, will be August till May. So you're talking about nine months going through overall. What's the math off the top of the head? I can't even do the math off the top of the head. I know it's like zero with the 180. 180 boxes. boxes that's just for one tubes. teacher like 180 like tubes of 180 tubes of clorox wipes for just one, one teacher <laughs> and we're and talking about there's how many teachers are usually in the school so let's put this into perspective they said there were at least 300 teachers that were a part of like creating the return to school plan right so let's just take those 300 teachers there's way more but just let's imagine those 300 teachers of 300 times 120 that's 54,000 canisters canisters of clorox wipes of clorox wipes that's a lot i don't know you can buy them in bulk and everything but man that is a lot people are gonna have to get creative and start making things themselves but you know like i saw the funniest like uh post on facebook not too long ago they said hand sanitizer doesn't taste or smell the same after covid because <laughs> like all the different hand sanitizers you're like oh this is hand sanitizer you're like this does not smell like germex <laughs> but back to what you said about you know those parents who want those their children to kind of have that in school learning you know experience um some special ed education children who are immunocompromised are unable to even go to school because if they even caught it, you know, it'd be a serious thing for them. So now they have to sit at home all the time and they're not getting that social experience like they're used to getting. Yeah. Like imagine like being just a freshman in high school. Or because yeah. you know this starts out as freshmen, and but now they don't even get to have that experience with their other friends or that they would have had in that department mm-hmm. because now they have to sit at home on a Zoom call all day. Yeah, 
Which, yeah, you can still talk and everything, but that's not that face-to-face interaction that... You know what I mean? Then you finally see them in person and be like, wow, <laughs> you look different in person. <laughs> but, no, yeah, I definitely agree. Like, some kids do need that interaction. But it, it just goes to show that it's because people did not follow the CDC guidelines and recommendations during the summer. People were still going out on vacation. People were still traveling. People weren't doing what they should have been doing or doing their part to help end the spread of this virus. Right. Like I went to Casey's this morning and this, you know, guy who was probably pushing 80 was not wearing a mask. But, you know, maybe he's thinking like, hey, I don't got to wear it, you know, because it's probably going to be someone else's duty to do it. Or if the the glass station clerk is going to clean off the counter afterwards, you know. Like we're going to be going through a lot of cleaning products. We probably already have gone through a mm-hmm. lot of cleaning products this year, more than we have been in probably the past years. Because of what's happened. I've gone through a lot of cleaning products and I live alone. Like you too. Like imagine if if you, you know, are keeping up on sanitizing your house. I mean, it's not bad like if you live alone. Because like as soon as I get home, I take my sh- clothes off and I just shower. Right? So like my place is always sanitized. But I mean like think of even just like families. Like even a family with like one kid or two kids. Like you got people in and out. Like my girlfriend, she goes to work and then she has to go home with her parents and brother mm-hmm. and she has to take a shower and they're always cleaning and buying new products and stuff because they have to stay on top of that to make sure that there isn't a risk right I, I did have an idea for the the special education part about those children who aren't able to participate in you know going to mm-hmm. like an LPS directly you said you had an idea I did I had an idea I don't uh-huh. think it uh, there'd still be some research and things that would have to go behind it, but imagine those like uh, mobile trailers, like that you would have, like if a school is being renovated or something. Oh, portables. Those portables, yes, yeah, sorry, those portables. They had those, and they had one dedicated teacher to t- teach these children, like while they're they just pretty much the people who can't go to like inside of a school they would go to the portable instead and they would always have that one dedicated teacher you know who's not in contact with anyone else like that who isn't a risk at catching covid who wouldn't risk giving to those kids yeah and having those kids as paras as well is an an important thing to kind of let them still have that school and social experience but it's inside of the portable instead right Instead of it being inside of the school with all of the kids, it's just in an isolated environment with those select few folks. Yeah. So no, that's just an idea, but I don't know. I how. could definitely see that um, for elementary schools. Yeah. And maybe like some high schools, you know, like kids, you know, with um, special needs. Absolutely. But like in elementary schools, you don't really. You don't have, like, other class unless they've changed it since I've been. No, I, I assume with elementary school, you're in the same classroom mm-hmm. unless you're at lunch or yeah. at recess. Unless you had to, like, go to, like, a music class, art class, or gym class, or the library. But other than yeah. that, from what I remember <laughs> and what I've experienced, you, you're basically in, in the same room. And, so. I mean, I could see that working. You know, like... <sighs> the lunchroom maybe just like have certain classes or try to do a way a way to kind of like isolate that too i mean it's a lot it's definitely hard and 
they did say there's no perfect plan, which is absolutely true. But I mean, like, there can be a good plan, a better plan. And it's just crazy because it's the first, it was the first day of school, right? And then you, I see all these comments and posts online. It's just about how everything just kept crashing. Because it, it it's pretty much like a server overload because they're trying to have so many things done at one time than what the yeah. school's used to handling because this is obviously their first year where it's remote learning. And so. I, I understand like technical issues, right? Like I understand like there's going to be technical difficulties, but when you've had all summer to prepare for something like this, like you should have a bulletproof war room. It just seems like they kind of like sort of came up with the stuff last moment and then just threw everyone in there and just expected them to kind of follow along and hopefully nothing really mm -hmm. went bad and horrible, which nothing has really gone bad and horrible other than the, you know, the server crashes and, you know, just those few people who have co been co or have caught COVID and the teachers that have been isolated. The world is ending, y'all. Like, there was a fire NATO. An asteroid is set to like barely miss the, the the planet the day before election. When does it end? Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty is not going to end till December thirty first. <laughs> after December thirty first. Yeah. And then it'll be in twenty twenty one, and then we will see what happens then. Do you remember how we were so hyped up about twenty twenty? Yeah. Twenty twenty vision. This is it. We're gonna, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. This is not the way we envisioned we would make it. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Now that we're nearing the end, we're going to go ahead and close out now with a fun fact. And a joke of the day. I don't even have a fact. This time, ready. I'm going to start with a joke so that way I don't get put on the spot after you give me some <laughs> random, not random fact, but some fact that's like hardcore. And I, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> so Jazari, why did, the, <laughs> why did the Scarecrow win an award? I don't know. I don't have a good guess for that one. Because he was outstanding in the field. <laughs> Boom. How do you like that? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. I'm just going to give you guys this fun fact about Mars just because that SpaceX colonization is looking really good right now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Mars and Earth have approximately the same land mass? Yes. Sorry. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna say i thought you were gonna lead up with something else like that no i i, I know about mars i mean not a lot but i knew about the landmass size would you be down to go though to mars yeah i mean i would i've had boy i would it was, <laughs> I, I don't know like could you imagine yeah like, traveling from earth to mars do you know how long that would actually take though that would be a fun trip <laughs> fun but do you realize how long it would actually take it would take a while it would take like three months are you googling it <laughs> it would take 21 months stop and all in all, your trip to Mars would take about 21 months. 21 nine months to get there, three months there, and then nine months to get back. Oh, psh, I meant staying there. Oh, forever? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> You're like, oh, boy, I'm from Mars. <laughs> Yo, okay, so think, think about that. Like, one of my friends, she was saying she wants to be an astronaut, extremely brilliant, like, super, super smart. Super, super smart young lady. Um, 
she was saying, you know, in the future when Mars is colonized, right, and there's babies born on Mars and, like, you know, there's people out there and they don't need to rely on Earth anymore for supplies, like, how does that work? Like, are they considered their own planet? Yeah, but it's still the human race. Or are they considered the Martian race? Because it's still, they still have human genetics. So, it's, like, could Earth still control them? You know what I mean? Oh, kind of, sort of, it's literally just be its own planet. Yeah, like, they're, they're, they're a separate Like, a separate, people. separate entity. Yeah. I mean, it's totally possible. You can, I mean, I guess it would just be a good example of, like, our continents. You know, there's different governments all over the world. It'd be kind of like that. They're just yeah. be establishing a whole nother system of governing all throughout Mars that way. So it'd be kind of like Earth 2.0, hopefully with the better aspects of things. But <laughs> yeah, that's basically how it would probably go. Obviously, it would take time and time for that to develop because we're talking about how Earth is covered. We're talking about covering a whole nother planet yeah. full of human beings. And there's not like oceans or anything dividing us like there would be here so you probably have more people fit on mars well that's gonna wrap it up for the qualdom speech thank you guys so much for listening again we appreciate all the support online and in person when i see you guys around town and when i read your guys's comments (laughs) but i hope you guys have a great rest of your year (laughs) stay positive Try to make the best of it.